Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Sherelle McMillan. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, North Carolina 79, Louisville 69. Sherelle, I'll say this. I think it was Carolina's most impressive win of the season. Your thoughts? Uh, I think you can say that's fair, considering how bad they lost to Louisville uh, a few weeks ago, and then the fact that it was on the road, and then the fact that they were missing uh, two of their rotation players in Leaky Black and Sterling Manley. So I-, I think that's a fair thing to say. And, you know, Coach Williams has talked about uh, this year North Carolina winning ugly. And it might not have felt ugly while watching the game, but the numbers are not great except for the ugly stats, which are, which you know, defense um, and rebounding. And North Carolina just destroyed them on the boards. I think they had right at 50 rebounds, uh, plus 17 or plus 18. We don't have official stats uh, during the podcast. So there's that. Um, and then they just limited everything Louisville was trying to do. I felt the defense was much better. Um, Louisville ended up taking almost – 33s, I think it's 29 unofficially. And for them, I don't think that's the best way for them to play considering how well um, they scored in the paint against North Carolina the first time. And a part of that was North Carolina was, you know, just much tougher, much stronger in the paint. So overall, um, I I think it's fair to say that's their best win of the season. Um, It's certainly up there with Gonzaga. And, uh, you know, they did what they needed to do. Definitely. And let's talk about um, some performers that played really well. And I'll go ahead and start with Luke May. I said something on Twitter, and it gets people stirred up. I just think he shoots too much sometimes. And, and he took 18 shots tonight, of course made seven, had a 20 and 11. But more importantly, Sherelle, he did. He got every loose ball. He got every uh, – he, he's got – he's listed for five offensive rebounds. Uh, that's not official, but it's certainly – he made more plays than that to keep drives – or excuse me, to keep possessions alive for North Carolina. I mean, the guy just does what he does. And and what's most impressive about this game today is how bad he looked against Louisville and Chapel Hill, and he completely turned that around. Yeah, what's funny, I, I don't think he was particularly offensively, didn't look great. He was just active. He was just into it. He was just aggressive and hustling and diving. And when you do that, that masks a lot of other things. I think Roe Williams will say, 18 shots is probably too many, but at the same time, he'll say, well, you know, when he missed a shot, he was the first one uh, going after the rebound. When he missed a shot, he was on the ground diving uh, out of bounds, trying to save it for North Carolina, to, you know, to get another possession. Um, so I, I think <laughs> it's almost a trust thing where Luke has earned Coach Williams' trust so much that he's not really going to say anything about him taking 18 shots. I do think he needs to be a little bit more selective in his shots. Um, it's surprising because I thought this year, because of the way North Carolina was constructed, that Luke would be, his numbers would be down, but he would be more efficient. And what we're seeing is kind of the opposite. His numbers are down, not by as much as you might think, but his efficiency is just kind of, uh, I'm not going to say tanked, but his efficiency is not as nearly as good as it was last year. So that's interesting. That, that's that been surprising. But again, when he's getting 11 rebounds, five of them offensive, uh, a couple of assists, and generally doing everything the team needs, it, you really can't complain about his play. Yeah, and he made the one pass early um, where the announcer commented on him. He likes to drive and make the skip pass to the three, and they intercepted it. I'm not sure he had a turnover after that. So he he started going to the basket and putting it on the rim a lot more, putting it on the glass a lot more, and then he could go get it. And it was just – it was aggression. He And, you know, a lot of times you I think you'll see Luke kind of float around the perimeter. And the big knock or what people say is the big knock on him is that he doesn't do well with length. 
well, it's not going to get much, you know, lengthier, for lack of a better term, than uh, Malik Williams and Enoch. And he went right at those guys' chest and drove the ball to the basket over and over again. He tried to post up. Um, it wasn't a whole bunch of perimeter stuff. So I, it, it was just weird for me to see him be that aggressive because he can be that aggressive shooting. But I don't know if I've ever seen him be that aggressive around the basket. Yeah, and that's something I've said, and I like to use that a term, is to be aggressive, take the fight to somebody, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Carolina did that as a team. And when you look at Louisville's numbers, Williams had nine. Enoch didn't score, and he barely played. And those guys destroyed Carolina in Chapel Hill. Talk a little bit about, Sherelle, Carolina's ceiling if they play like that, that with that uh, aggressiveness, for lack of a better word. Because Kobe White shot three for 14, and you envision a game like that in the NCAA tournament, you know, two guys shoot badly and Carolina loses. They just beat a good Louisville team that had been on a roll at their place despite that. I think it was all being aggressive and going straight at the Cardinals. Yeah, If you if you look at the box score and you say Luke May and Kobe White combined 10 of 32 from the field, one of 10 from three, 28 points, then you would have sued North Carolina would have lost just because that's some pretty putrid shooting overall from those two, considering how well we've seen them shoot before. But I think this win more than, you know, it, there's been a couple, but I think this win really shows kind of the the – how good of a team North Carolina is and their individual parts might not be as good as some other teams, but you know, this was a team win. Every single player who had minutes contributed, you know, I don't want to go, I don't you know necessarily need to go through each player, but <laughs> seventh woods, he didn't play that much. He had four assists, no turnovers, a steal, two points and two rebounds. And probably again, we don't have official stats. So we're just guessing in probably seven or eight minutes. Uh, Nasir Little, six rebounds in not a ton of minutes. Only had four points, but six rebounds, a really nice block and a steal. Brandon Robinson, we've talked about him over and over again. Four rebound, four rebounds, three assists, a turnover. Um, and generally, just he just plays well now. Uh, he just seems confident. He just does what he, he knows exactly what he should be doing. Brandon Huffman, you know, not not expected to do anything, not expected to play. A couple of minutes, two points, and a rebound. I mean, you know, everybody did something in this game, and that gives North Carolina. I think a chance more than most teams because uh, these guys have played and it goes back to coach Williams philosophy of playing guys in November and playing guys in December. But I think it's for games like this where they can come in. It doesn't have to be 10 or 15 minutes. It can be a four minute stretch or a five minute stretch. And they do what Huffman did. They do what seven Woods did. So I, I think North Carolina's ceiling is high. Um, ultimately uh, more to me than threes and shooting. It comes down to defense because if they play defense, that means they get stops. That means they can push tempo, and they are as good as anyone, if not better than anyone in the country, at pushing tempo and scoring in, in uh, off their break. Let's take a short break, come back, talk more about Carolina's 10-point win over Louisville. Trail, you mentioned the defensive portion of it, and, of course, Louisville missed some open shots, but let's look at their numbers. 42% from the field, 35 or 34.5 from three. I just thought Carolina did not – allow them they had a couple easy baskets but I didn't think they had many and that was so different from the first time these teams matched up is that Carolina made them earn everything they got and they were unable to consistently um, earn enough points to get back in the ball game they cut it to nine Carolina ended that Um, Louisville had to work so hard again I go back to what I said to start the podcast one of the most impressive wins one of the most impressive defensive performances i I can't find one in my memory this season, especially. 
And I'd love when, whenever Dewey comes back on the podcast to see if there was something structurally that North Carolina did or schematically that they did differently. It didn't seem like it, though. It seemed like they just played harder. And I hate to get, get back to playing hard and that kind of stuff because it seems like that's a yearly thing with North Carolina that everybody says, oh, if they just play with more effort. And I, I hate questioning effort from these guys because they work as hard at something, <laughs> probably harder than I worked at anything in my life. Um, but you know, I, I think that was part of it. And they just did a better job of staying in front of uh, the guards. And, you know, when when I go back and rewatch the game, I don't think you'll see many open shooters. And in the first game, it seemed like everybody was wide open and just, hit, you know, stepping into shots into rhythm. And there was no rhythm offensively for Louisville for most of the game outside of uh, Dwayne Sutton. Let's talk about Cam Johnson a little bit. I mean, he and this is was part of my Luke May commentary on Twitter a little bit. Cam Johnson had nine shots, made three for six threes, six for six from the line, 10 rebounds, which I think is fantastic because that's the one thing. If we knocked him on all last year, he didn't rebound the basketball enough. Uh, he gets 10, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 rebounds a night. And I don't care what anybody says, he's going to be a, a an NBA player for a long time if he can expand that portion of his game. But he shoots the ball so well. And like Dewey likes to say, every time he lets it go, it looks like it's going in. He can't shoot enough. That was my point about the Luke May shots versus the Cam Johnson shots. I mean, this guy, we say it every podcast, but he continues to make big plays and hit big shots for North Carolina. You remember maybe towards the end of last season, as once we, you know, everybody found out that Cam Johnson was coming back and the team, the construction of the team has started to, take shape and it was like okay who's going to be the closer for this North Carolina team who's the guy you know you you give the ball to or you say go hit a big shot and we were all like oh it's going to be Nasir or it's going to be Kobe White or it's going to be Luke May because of what Luke May's already done but I think it's pretty clear it's Cam Johnson it seems like every time uh, North Carolina is up you know five or eight or 12 or whatever they're up and another team makes a run to start cutting into that lead Cam Johnson either makes a three or hits a really tough pull up from the free throw from the uh, free throw line or gets fouled and goes to the free throw line. He just always answers. So I, I think he's starting to um, understand that he's the guy that when things are not going well, that he needs to step up and make a couple of plays. It, I mean, it was against Georgia Tech last week. You know, North Carolina was up seven. Uh, Georgia Tech had just hit a three. Cam come down, comes down and hits a three. Then he gets a steal and gets a dunk, has eight points in about three minutes and off North Carolina's, you know, off they are to a 30 point uh, lead in early in the second half. Um, so he's just shown it. Uh, and I think that's what his function will be for the rest of the season for North Carolina. And it's, it's, it's going to free up everybody else because teams are going to start paying him even more attention than they already are. Yeah. Greg Barnes and his first report article that's already up on inside Carolina.com. Greg and is like, he's so quick with those, man. It's I know. Amazing. I've, I've yet to understand <laughs> this. Why I don't like covering that many anymore. Cause I can't get them out that fast. And, <laughs> You know, like, send us a story, send us a story. Uh, anyway, five road games for Cam Johnson in the ACC. He's averaging 18.6 on 55.4% shooting, almost 60% of that three-point shooting. The guy's been fantastic for North Carolina. And like you mentioned, like I mentioned, if he can really up the level of his uh, mid-range game, his driving to the basket and his scrappiness, getting steals and rebounds, I, I just think he's, you know, it's a shame he's a senior or a grad you know, I'd love for him to be a sophomore. Of course, he'd be in the league anyway. But to see him develop just over one year at North Carolina has been remarkable. Last guy I do want to talk about before we get out of here in this short instant analysis podcast is Kenny Williams. I thought he hit a couple 
uh, big shots for North Carolina. He continues to not shoot it great, but five rebounds, three steals. Um, he did have two turnovers, 10 points. Your, your thoughts on how Kenny played? Because this is a guy that's gotten a lot of heat for his struggles thus far this year. It, it was the Kenny Williams game. I mean, it, this is pretty much who he is, I think. And I, I think Carolina fans, because he shot so well, because of the what the number that he finished with last year, you have to look at how he got to that number. And, you know, he's a, a, a streaky guy. And I think he's been that since where we started recruiting him as a junior in high school. Um, I think last year he had he came out pretty pretty warm, and then he had a stretch that we talked about a lot of times where he couldn't really hit anything, and then he kind of normalized and was average. And so because he was so hot in the beginning, it makes the overall average look a little bit better than maybe it was. And I think you're seeing him um, get closer to kind of the level of shooter he is, which is you know average to slightly above average. You can have a really really torrid streak. Um, that notwithstanding, you know. 10 points, five rebounds, three steals, a couple of charges drawn. That's what Kenny Williams does. He's the ultimate glue guy, kind of, you know, just kind of there who, you know, makes a big play here or there, um, picks his spots and, and does what the team needs. And, you know, that's why he'll, it, it, as much as Carolina fans want it, maybe, as much as Carolina fans talk about it, that's why he won't come off the court. That's why he will always be in Williams starting lineup as long as he's healthy, because he does all those things that um, either some people just, can't or or won't or don't want to do um he does them the drawing charges the playing defense always uh taking on the best perimeter uh offensive player for the other team he does all that and that's why he's so valuable to north carolina indeed i said i was done i'm not done garrison brooks six for nine he finally showed some back to the basket uh, ability against guys that gave him fits the last time they played sherelle i mean we talk about it Roy Williams is going to do it. That's why he's still in the starting lineup. Carolina needs to have um, some back to the back to the basket scoring, and Brooks is getting there. The rebounds are still down, but it's tough to get rebounds when you're next to Luke May, right? And he's, and, and he's sucking up all the every loose ball. Well, Carolina's you know Carolina's such a long team. Uh, they go, you know, Kobe six five, depending on who you ask. Kenny Williams is six four. Uh, Cam Johnson is 6'9", Luke May is 6'7", 6'8", and then you have Brooks at 6'7", 6'8". Then you bring Nasir off the bench at 6'6". Then Robinson comes in at 6'5". And then when you have Leakey, he's right at 6'8". So Carolina's just a really tall, long team. And they rebounded so well from the wings. Um, you know, you got, let's, let's count it up real quick, 26 rebounds from Luke May, Cam Johnson, and Kenny Williams. Um, so they rebounded so well from there that it's not a ton of rebounds, like you said, for Brooks. But I've been really impressed with his finishing ability uh, near the basket because that was something, and, and maybe it's just a strength thing, that was something he really seemed to struggle with outside of a couple of games last year. Um, but now when he gets the ball pretty close to the basket, I, I kind of expect it to go in. Um, so if he can just give North Carolina a, a little bit of a back-to-the-basket game, it just frees everything else up for everybody. Um, so, I, you know, I think he played well. Um 12 points you can't ask for more for that from him than that and i'm going to go ahead and, and do one more thing brandon robinson we have to talk about him man because it is it is a huge development i don't know if everybody really realizes it sure it's great for this year but i'm gonna keep harping on it depending upon what happens in recruiting i mean brandon robinson becoming a starter caliber player which we'll need to see more because he'll need to play more minutes but that is a tremendous development for north carolina's uh 2020 I guess it's 2019-2020 team uh, next season. 
Um, and it's it's good for this year's team, too, because he can come in and just give Kenny Williams or Cam Johnson a spell and they not lose much. It's funny to me when people are always talking about recruiting and they're always looking ahead to the you know the next class, the next class after that. Sometimes you got to look at the guys that are on the roster. And mm-hmm. you're right, Brandon Robinson's one of those guys. He's been good, and he usually hits the open shot. And uh, and there's last- a couple, there was a couple of plays too where he just made great, just solid passes that led to points. And it, it might have been a hockey assist. Um, you know, I'm looking at the stat sheet again for the third time. We don't have official stats, but he's listed as having three assists. So yeah, I mean, he made some really good pa- passes, just great decisions, fundamental, did what he needed to do, and that gave North Carolina points. What did you think of the lineup? Last question, I promise. What did you think of the <laughs> of the the jumbo lineup? Uh, what came at the two? With Cam at two, Nas at three, uh, that is a large North Carolina basketball team they put out there. And I like Brandon Huffman's uh, limited minutes as well. Yeah, you know, and I think that's more about not having Leaky in um, or, or available because they had to change a little things. So I think that's the first time Cam has played the two. Um, I don't want to say in North Carolina because I'm not sure about last year, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time this year because he's been playing mostly at the three and the four. Um you know, I'm curious to see that lineup a little bit more because, uh, again, when you can go <laughs> six five, six six, six nine, six eight, six nine around the perimeter, that makes it really hard for teams defensively. And um, you know, just credit to North Carolina overall. Uh, I think would be the my final thoughts about this whole thing. Five wins on the road already in the ACC, so they're assured of going 500 uh, on the road in the ACC on February 2nd, which is pretty remarkable. Indeed. Carolina 79, Louisville 69. Big win. Carolina moves into a tie for first with a couple other teams that we won't talk about. Sherelle, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking time today. Yeah, Tommy. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.